Good morning. Glory be to the name of the Lord God Almighty. Who can't you and I worthy this morning to be in His presence? This is another Monday to God be the glory. For you and I, we are alive this morning. It's not by our power, neither by our righteousness, but by His grace that counts us among the living this morning. And I'm praying as we are about to listen to His word this morning, the Lord will minister to us beyond beyond letter this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. And our lives shall not remain the same in the name of the Lord Jesus. And His glory will manifest in our life this days in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we are going to fulfill His mandate upon our life for today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall not defeat from His divine plan in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And my prayer is that the heaven will rejoice on our deeds today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want to welcome you to Moments of Divine Clue. And I pray that this morning is going to be glorious in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. What, are, what is going to be our topic this morning is the, the importance of submission as a vessel in God's hands. The importance of submission as a vessel in God's hands. You and I are vessels in God's hands because the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 said, We are workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus for the purpose that have been before we are born. So that's what the Bible says. It means that we are workmanship of God. So every human being that gives his life to Jesus must discover and all accept or agree with me that he is vessel in God's hands. But it's a pity that we have in our own set, we have already uh, see some people, some set, although at the vessel is God's end, it's not so. So every human at the vessel, when you have given your life to him, you are a vessel in God's end. So don't look at it as pastor, evangelist, teacher, apostle, uh, and uh, they, are, they, are, they do set alone at the what? At the uh, uh, prophet, at the uh, Vessel in God's hands. No, every human that I give his life to Jesus are the vessels in God's hands. So you must know that if you're a believer, he call out from that man to show forth his priest. So you are vessel in God's hand. But we want to look at a prophet today and we want to learn from his life. So we'll be able to discover the importance of submission because sometimes we turn the word of, we work of God to our own work. It's not our work. He calls us to his, we are his minister. So we are to minister according to his purpose. We are to do things according to his will. And we have to live our life in a way that will please him before he can use us the way he ought to use us. But many times we have turned his work to our own work. We do it in our own way and thinking that we are doing work for God. And God is not rejoicing on the way we live our life. No, and that's why we want to learn from the life of one of the great prophets in this prophet rather in the scripture this morning. We want to learn from the life of Isaiah and we want to read from the book of Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah had been doing the work of God, he had been preaching, he had been condemned what he needed to be condemned, and he had been preaching the word of God in diverse way. People have been seen as a great man of God, he had been seen himself as a 
perfect man of God, a perfect man of God, man of God that knew the mind of God that be teaching the word of God. It's happened to us even in our generation. If you are not examining ourselves very well, you will not know the importance of our submission to God until we submit ourselves. No, the journey of our life started by giving our life to Him. So because we are a living sacrifice, we must continue to do to submit ourselves to Him daily. Because because we have something we call choice. We have something we call reasoning organ. There's a tendency for us to be going on our own way as a human. You know, and Bible says many are the ways that seem right to man, but the end of it is destruction. So as a Christian sometimes, because we have the reasoning organ, so sometimes we may be reasoning on our own way, doing it in our own way, thinking that we're doing the will of God. Yes, we are preaching the word of God. We are doing the will of God. But yet, God is not satisfied because our life is not desirable. It's not, but you know, the Bible says the eyes of God is so old that it cannot behold iniquity. So anything that we do by flesh does not bring glory to the name of God. No matter how we are doing, we may be to do the publicity. We may say it on radio, on television, on the screen, or whatever, on internet. Yet, it does not bring glory to the name of God because our life is not acceptable. Our life has not submitted to Him the way it ought to be. The first thing that God should require from us is that we submit our totality to Him. So He will not use us. Not that because He has called us, we will not begin to use ourselves the way we want. We will not be saying anything the way we want it to be said. No. No, it's not so. So God wants you and I to do things in His own way. God wants you and I to do things in what? In His own way. God wants you and I to do things in the way that will please Him. God wants you and I to bring glory to His name alone. God wants you and I to do things the way he expects us to do it. So, because of that, as a Christian, we must know that there are the importance of our submission to God as a vessel in his end. We are vessel in his end. We are not the, we are, we are not the one that manufactures the message, manufacturing the message or our own way or what we want to do for him. He has to be the one that will tell us to do things in his own way. So now, as I'm saying, when we look at the life of uh, Isaiah, in that Isaiah chapter 6, we discover that Isaiah has been doing the work of God, fervently, seriously, preaching with fire, preaching in, in that first way, but in that place, there are something we discover in life. Let me read that book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter uh, chapter 6, I will read from verse 1 uh, to verse 7, but I will be picking it one by one. Uh, as we want to start this message this morning, I will not just go strictly to preach everything like that. I will be picking it one by one and begin to bring an interpretation to us. So, and I pray that the Lord God will bless us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord will bless us now in the name of the Lord Jesus. So now, he said, in the year that King, that King, Uzziah died. I saw the Lord sit, sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. That is the first thing that the man of God said he saw. In the day that King Uzziah died, 
the king Uzarada does not does not blood the vision of Isaiah, but is 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 a record purple the hour that that thing happened. So it's not that sometimes people will pray because you have not understand this content of this vision. When you say, I would rather that must die for me to see vision. No, no, that place was just made enough to know that the end of events, what happened there, that will make the man to recollect the deed. It's exactly that King Uzziah died. King Uzziah was not the one blocking the vision. He didn't have anything to do with uh, the, the ministry of uh, Isaiah at all. He does not block the vision of Isaiah. He does not, it's not because of that that make Isaiah to see the vision. No, it's just a coincident event. So Isaiah was not using it to recover. But in the day that that man died, he saw a particular vision that he must not forget. So if someone is leading to prayer, say someone will die for you to see a vision, it's wrong. The person did not understand the content of that scripture very well. But that's not where we are going this morning. So now, that is a, a memorable event that make the man to remember that thing. It's like you talk, there's something that's pertinent, that unique happened to you. You're not connecting with what happened. Then that people will know and, uh, in, 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 uh, in time, at that moment, uh, in the time that Buhari become a governor, I, I mean, uh, Buhari become a, become president of Nigeria. This thing happened to me. It's not because become president that, that made that thing to happen. So you must understand that. So now, the man saw a fusion that he can never forget his life. A fusion that taught him a lesson that can never forget. A fusion that make him to realize the reason why he must continue to submit himself to God. He want to be a vessel unto honor to him to God so he realized that so that that vision that make him to realize who he is and that vision that make him to realize the blunder that have been committed that vision that make him to remember that he is not perfect before when he thought he's perfect that vision that make him to remember that he needed to submit himself to God more so that's why he connected to the death of King Uzziah so King Uzziah was not the one blocking his vision at all. So he remembered that vision that taught him a lesson about how to do the work of God perfectly in the way that placing God. So that's what he saw in that Bible passage. In verse 2 he says, Above it, above it is two seraphim, each one has six wings, with two he cover his face, with two he cover the face, and with two he flew. So and investing now and one cry to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the law of the host. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now number one thing I want you to understand here is that our God is holy. Those things is proclaiming to the uh, Isaiah to discover himself. That if you want to be in the end of God, the Bible said the eyes of God is so holy, you cannot be whole iniquity. You can't do the work of God with iniquity. You can't do the work of God and begin to swim uh, uh, in sin and say, no, the grace is sufficient for you. No, you can't continue doing the work of God like that. You can't continue to preach with the fire. You can't continue to prophesize. No, you can't continue to, 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 to declare the mind of God to people. And yet, your life, you keep on swallowing in sin. No. So, they are telling a Elisha there, holy, holy. You know, if you remember the book of Revelation, before Jesus come and hold this scroll, the same thing happened. They said, they are saying, holy, holy is the one that comes and 
that has a lamb that has slain for us. So talking about Jesus. So God is holy, cannot be holy in iniquity. Whosoever that want to uh, be uh, a vessel of honor in his hand, he had to live a righteous, a pure and holy life. A life that is pure, a life that pleases God. And he must not be filled of his own glory. Remember, they said, and the whole earth is filled of God's glory. But now, most of things that we are doing is for our own glory. So, as a Christian, anything we are doing for our own glory is to bring the glory to the to the flesh. It is a manifestation of flesh. So, you must realize that a life of prophet, a life have been preaching with this glory, that I'm perfect, I'm the man of God, he has been praying with seed, that he know how to do things, maybe he has been preaching, condemn people, why he also, his life also is condemned in the sight of God, maybe I say, you these wicked people, uh, you will go to hellfire, and the Lord will judge every one of you, and he never, he never realized his own error, he not even realize his own mistake, he did not even realize the whole Pit for his own pit for where he also have been doing commit blunder unknown. You know, it is easy for a man not to see his own wrong, but to see another man wrong, and that's why the Bible says that we should not lift a plot in a, 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 a big tree, a stick in our eyes to come and remove the wound scrub in the eyes of an uh, uh, other person. So you must understand that as a as a Christian. So you must not feel your glory, you must not pursue your glory. No, as a believer, as a vessel in the hand of, in the hands of God, as a minister of the gospel, as a vessel in the hand of God, as a Sunday school teacher, whatever you may be in the church of God, as a believer, you must not pursue your own glory at all. And the reason why you fight in the church for something is because we start the glory you deserve, they have not been given unto us. I'm to want to be the MM Shama. Why will they use another person? That will cause fight because the glory want to drive from that office. You must know that you are not meant for your own glory. You are meant to manifest the glory of God. You are meant to to show forth his praise. So you must know. He said he created for his own pleasure. And that's what Revelation told us. Every day he created for his own pleasure. You must know that. So now, that is remind Isaiah here. He said, holy, holy is the Lord. So you have to live a holy life if you want to be the person in the end of God. You have to pursue the glory of God. Not for your home. For the glory, anything that will bring glory to the name of God must be in your mind. Even in your prison. You must, be the glory. You must not see yourself as if you are perfect than other. You must not see yourself as if you are better than other. Or because what God has, the grace you have received through the ministration, maybe you have have a house, you have a car, you have you are building a mansion, you are building an estate. You must not glory in that. God give it to you. You must not glory. You must let that glory go back to God. So now he said the glory fill the head. So as a vessel of honor in the end of God, you must realize that. Now, what is important of submission? This thing is leading to important of submission. So if you are not submit, you will still be bring glory to yourself. That have been in the military for five decades, for five years, for ten years, for forty years. Have I've done this, I've done that. No, no. It's not for your own glory. It's to his own glory. So now, in fast forward, Elijah was now bringing, bringing the reality to us. He began to see his own issue. In fast for now, after the angel and, and the caribou had made him to know that he had to live holy life and he must fill the head with the glory of God, not his own glory. He must fill the head with the glory of God. He said, and and the post of the door were shaking by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, when he see that event, he said, 
he realized something. He said, he spoke to himself. He said to himself, he said, whoa, it's me. So that's the number one thing. If you want to submit your, yourself to God as a vessel of honor is in, the first thing you must realize your doom. You must realize that you are not perfect at all. You must realize your mistake. You must realize your error. You must realize your your uh, your, your your uncleanness. You must realize your 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 the nature you carry, the flesh that you carry. You must realize it. So if you are not realize it, you will be acting by flesh, thinking that you are right. If you don't realize that this war unto the flesh, God has said this flesh will turn to what? To sand. He said it come from ground and it will turn to the ground. Until you realize that if you don't realize this flesh, I'm telling you, if you don't realize that war to this flesh, this flesh will still be driving you. This flesh will still continue to lead you and you will continue to glory in yourself. You begin to see your achievement. You begin to see yourself as if you have done than any other people. You begin to see yourself as if you are better than every other minister. So the man at that moment, he forget about what he had done before. He said, woe unto me. Woe unto me. So you also must see yourself like that. You must see that let that, that, that woe unto the flesh that you carry because it is the spirit that connects God. It is the spirit your flesh must submit. So, but if that flesh still want to reign, then you will never discover what Elisha discovered here. Elisha discovered that woe unto me, not unto his own spirit, but unto his own flesh that have been driving him, that have been dragging him, that have been controlling him, that have been making it to see himself as if he's perfect than every other people, that make him to condemn or not to see his own mistake. So now it's a woe unto him. That number one thing have you realized that in your life that you carry a nature that can make you to sin you carry a nature that can make you to glorify yourself you carry a nature that will make you to see yourself and see you better than that you carry a nature that make you to be striving for your position you carry a nature that will be the nature that flesh i'm talking about now that that that, that, that is ready to lure you to to the lust of this thing of the thing of the world you carry the nature that will make you to be try for what you're not supposed to try for until you realize that before you send woe unto that thing so elijah discovered that and said woe to that flesh in his life woe to that flesh in his life and he knew that if that flesh continue it will affect the spirit in the age to come because it will submit this this spirit to do what is not bring glory to the name of God and yet you still be on the pulpit. There are a lot of people on the pulpit today preaching the gospel, but their life is not worthy, their life is not accepted. God, they are not submit their life to God, and that's the reason why they preach by the manifestation of flesh. They preach to glorify themselves. When I was in abroad, when I was in America, I come down to Italy. When I got there, I said, Be real, and everyone, I see with their own power, I see by their own understanding that that is being happening. No, so you must realize the war unto that flesh, or else you. You glorify you bring the glory that's supposed to go to God to yourself as if your power is by your power you receive that grace to heal as if it's by your power that receives that grace or gift or the power that make to work miracle and wonder so you must realize that your flesh can lead you away from God your flesh can can divide the attention of people unto you not unto God your flesh can make you to divide attention so Elijah discovered I saw I said this other I said whoa unto this flesh and the next thing that happened that he discovered in that first five is that he said, for I am undone, for I am not, he discovered that it's not perfect, so also, there are a lot of people that thought that they are perfect, I heard about a message that is one of my friends that preached that made mention of one minister of God, 
They said they invited him to come and minister. When he got there, he said, go and open any Bible. I'm going to teach. The person had delight on his own flesh. He had believed that he's competent. When any Bible passes, they open. He will minister. It shouldn't be. No. When you have to say, when they are giving you a topic, you have to sit down before the Lord and study the word of God and study the word of God and allow God to minister to you. There are occasions that you may not have that venue. Maybe they just say, come and minister. God will glorify himself because that all of a sudden. But as a believer, you as a minister of gospel, you have to prepare your message before the time of, of preaching. You have to prepare and see the face of God and pray very well. See yourself as incompetent that don't, you are not fit to preach the gospel. Are you fit? Are, are you there when the Bible, by scripture has been written? Why are you there when God has given you this inspiration? Why are you there when God is saying his own mind to the people of Israel? Why are you there when God is sending his message to the world? You are not there. So then why do you see that you are not competent to do it? Elijah has been in that position has forfeited that. He thought he's competent to preach the word of God the way he, have, he ought to be. He can preach it anyhow. He can, no, it's not like that. If you don't see the face of God, you'll be committing error. The man see his own incompetence. He said, I am undone. That's why I've been preaching the gospel. I am undone. That's number two things. So you must understand that the flesh can lure you to any evil thing to glorify itself. You must know that you are not perfect. So that's why I said, woe unto that flesh. So you must know. But when you are seeing yourself competent, when you want to preach, you see yourself and say, you are, you are, no, you are being this ministry. What is that? I'm going to preach. I cannot preach. Then the flesh has taken over your life. You must continue to see yourself. God, what do you have in mind for your people? How am I going to present it? It must be in your mind that if you are not copying, you are not worth of preaching the word of God. You are not worth of preaching it. It's by grace that you can preach it. So you must see yourself in that way. The man said, I am undone. Are you seeing yourself that you are done? Are you seeing yourself that you are perfect? Are you seeing yourself that you have no how to do it? Are you seeing yourself that you are fit? No. Something is wrong somewhere. When you are seeing yourself as if you are fit to do the work of God. Always you must continue to be fit that you are not. There must be a little fear in you. God, your word, I want to present your word to your people. Help me that I'll prepare you. I'll, pre- I'll give them your mind, not my own mind. I'll minister you to him, not me. Myself, but a lot of minister will minister ourselves because we just have our competence. We minister ourselves to the people, and the people begin to get and, and when flesh minister to the flesh, it's glorified the flesh alone, not God. So you must know that that you are not competent. It is God that makes his own many competent, it's one that makes you competent. So until you allow him in you, then he's competent in, in he's competent in, in you will now deliver the message of people. But when you are seeing yourself as a competent, he withdraw. So you minister yourself to the people. The man has been ministering himself to the people. Saying that, can't you see me? I'm thinking that now of you. Can't you see me that I'm a man of God? Can't you see me that I'm preaching the gospel of God in the way of doing? But you, these wicked people, you can't go to heaven. We now know that he also is condemned in the presence of God. So he realized that he said, I am undone. I am undone. The next thing he mentioned in that verse, and what well, because I am a man of unclean lips. Do you see now? That a man that comes from the generation of a woman being and from a clean lee. I am born by flesh. I am not perfect. Have you feel yourself in that way? Have you have you examined yourself and see yourself that you have a clean lee? It's easy to drive. This tongue can make you the Bible says if you can tame your tongue, then you will tame every part of your body. If you can tame, you know this tongue is easy. You just is unclean leaf. You want to bring identification to the flesh, not to the spirit. So you must take note that that number three, you are come from unclean leaf. And I dwell in the midst of people 
of unclean lip. Not only that, not because I'm born by flesh, not because I'm born by the unclean lip, but I'm dwell among them. You are seeing in midst of people. They can make you, they can make you to fall. People that think you love you, they press you. Oh, right down my pastor. They are, they are raising your flesh in you. They are, they are energizing your flesh in you. You are preaching their clamp, they are, they are blowing trumpet. Oh, yeah. They are not praising God. They are praising your flesh. They are raising your flesh ego. They are raising ego in your flesh. You see yourself as you copy them. Or I said, you realize, I remember a case and I want to see it now. One particular day, I went to minister somewhere. Not even minister. I just attend the program there. When I sat down and people begin to, uh, they begin to ask questions. They begin to give an answer. So after they have been answered question, answering the question, so everyone did not say, okay, I should contribute. When I answered that question, I just discovered that everybody clapped their hands. Fear greet me where I am. Because I see in another way. Other people have been giving an answer to that same question. Nobody clap. Why is it the time that I clap? I'm sorry, the time that I contribute to that question that did not clap. I said, God, help me that I will not fall. Because I see that thing as raising the flesh in me. I see that thing, I see that you are perfect, you are you know that other people. But I didn't see in that way. The way they said it, I did not see that. I said, no, this is the beginning of my doom. If care is not taken. Because I'll begin to see that oh okay, so ah, I have the word of God. I'm wise. I know. I can realize that thing instantly. And I told the person I go, I said, Do you know what happened now? Everybody celebrates me, not Christ. Because the way I present them, they clap for me. And if care is not taken, that's what makes people to fall. So when they are blowing trumpets for you because you minister, when they are close, oh, welcome our pastor, our daddy Gio from the international and international, and apostle from apostle and the kingdom of the king, and they begin to use all kind of war. The cockroach, the leader of the cockroach, and the leader of the lion, uh, they are pretty to use that war. You better make your flesh to succumb, to calm down. You better realize what that thing can cause in your life. What that thing can cause, the damage that can cause to your life. You better realize it instantly. When they begin to show you, before you go to minister, they begin to show your intro as if you are the Christ yourself. They begin to show your intro uh, on, on the screen. Uh, he's a father, he has uh, one million people, he has uh, one million churches in all over the world. You are not the one that gathered that church by grace. No! You are not the one. You better realize that nothing is, is like a grave. You do among the people that can cause you to do again the will of God, that can make you not to submit to God again. The important, I'm talking about the important of submission. You must realize that you are what? You are man of flesh. You woe unto that flesh. And declare woe unto that flesh. To the man of that flesh. You must realize that you carry unclean lips. You must realize you are doing the midst of people that can make you to fall because they are fled. Because that's what is happening in the world. That's what killed Herod. When Herod, when Herod spoke, people say, hey, this is the voice of God. And the man was realizing, rejoicing in that. And the earthworm eat him up in that moment. So you must realize that when you begin to oppress you, maybe you finish the message and everybody clap. Realize to humble yourself and say, no, God, I'm sorry, it is you. It's not me. It's you. It is you. It's not me. But when you just take that glory like that, as if you are perfect, you are competent. Like I said before, the problem, the danger has come to you. The danger, you are already digging your grave. So you are going among the people that can dig a grave for you. That's why anointing you carry. They can lead you. Say, Pastor, ah, that message, I like it. You are, you are man of God indeed. Uh-oh. <laughs> they are about to dig your grave. So you must realize that it's not by your power. 
is God. Elijah discovered this thing. I'm uh, sorry. Isaiah discovered this thing instantly. He discovered this. Eh? I am among the people that have been digging my grave. I'm among the people that say, Ride on man of God. Ride on man of God. I'm among them. So you must realize that. That you are made of the people of clearly. All what they are saying is to glorify flesh in your life and their life. And because something is God of what they are receiving from you, you must take note of that. And I dwell in the midst of what? Of people of unclean live. He not said, For my eyes have seen the king. What makes him to realize that is? He said, Because his own eyes have seen the king. So that's one of submission. Your desire of submission, number one, you must deal with your flesh. Number two, in order to submit to God, to be a man of you must realize that you are not perfect, you are undone. Number three, you must know that you have a clean lip as a human. Number four, you must know that you will dwell on the mountain of clean lip. They will never tell you your wrong. They will tell you your good, your present. They will praise you when you minister. They will say, oh, you are perfect, you are a Christian indeed. You must realize you are in the midst of them. That's what we check you in order for you to submit to God. The man said, because you have seen the king of kings, he realized all those things. So if you have never seen God, you will never realize that. So your submission must to seek the face of God. To know the mind of God concern every situation, concern every event in your life, concern every message you preach, concern every miracle that God performs through you. You must continue to seek your face, God. You know, that's what uh, uh, Peter discovered. You know, that very day, Peter was going to the temple and one guy, he saw that Madama was trying to ask for them for, for money. But Peter said, go and see if I have not. What I have given to you. He said, man, rise up and begin to work. And he helped the man. The man began to work. When the man began to jump in the temple, remember what I'm trying to say. Look at the problem. Why God did that to The man began to leap and jump in the temple. People begin to, they are not looking at that man again. They began to look at Peter. And Peter said, why are you people are looking at me? As if I'm the one that doing it. So he realized that that miracle that God performed is for him to bring soul to God. It's for the glory of God. Not for Peter. Peter began to say, no, why are you fighting me? It's not me that doing it. It's the same Jesus that you rejected. It's the same Jesus. So you must realize that. It was not say, ah, don't you know if you give your life to Jesus, you are going to do more than that. If you go and give my life to Jesus because I'm so... No, he didn't allow what they are people. When people begin to look at him, as if they are extraordinary. They begin to put themselves, oh, we are not extraordinary. We are human beings like you. Jesus was the one that do it. Jesus was the one that did it. So we must realize that in the journey of this. Or else we will run. So Peter, because Peter has seen God. He has seen Jesus. He has realized those things. The same thing that Elijah, sorry, Isaiah was saying here. He said, for I have seen the Lord. Then one of the seraphim flew to him, to me, having the hand a life coal. We are taking with, with the tongue from the altar. And you know what are we saying there? So you must maintain the altar of God. That's your quiet time. If you want to continue, you don't want the all those things I mentioned to take you away from the will of God. You want to submit to God. You must maintain how to stay at altar of God personally. That's a quiet time. You must learn to stay before the law. If that's where you'll be purified, that's where God will be opening your eyes to what you don't know. That's where God will be opening your eyes to your mistake when you are studying the word of God at a quiet time. If that's where God will tell you you're wrong, that you pray and say, God, so I'm still not done. So I'm still doing this thing. That's how you can submit yourself to God, my brother. That's how you can submit yourself to God, my sister. That's how you can submit your God, my brothers in the Lord. That's how you can submit yourself to God until you begin to maintain the quiet time. That's where you can see your wrong. You can't see your wrong on pulpit. 
Never on public people will press you. You are doing among the unclean leaks. They will press you. But at the altar of God, you when you alone studying the word of God and begin to pray, you begin to realize God begin to talk to you, begin to unveil the mistake of your life unto you. Unto you. God begin to unveil it to you. There was a particular day I preached a message on on the, on the pulpit. I preached that message violently. But when I got to school and my friend was there, when I was big, I still bust on it because I think I've done what's right. That's why I say on the pulpit people not tell you. But when I was means my close friend, my friend did that we used to pray together and study the word of God together, and he won't just tell me say, No, what you are preaching, I think is heresy. The way you preach it. And what do I preach then? I just say, I don't see where Nicodemus gives his life to Jesus. Though he run to Jesus. I began to preach that message that that's why I think Nicodemus will go to hell. And the friend, my friend said, with what the man did after the, the message of Jesus, he blew that he gave his life to Jesus. He's a secret disciple. And I begin to look in another dimension. So you can never see your mistake on pulpit. That's what I'm trying to say. But when you come to quiet time, but when you come to where you pray, you alone and God, where you come in, where your spirit is connected with God, then your God will now begin to tell you, we have flesh have been taken over or no to you. We have flesh are taken over or no to you. I pray God will help us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The man say, the man make us to know that he maintained the altar of God because at the altar of God, he realized he saw himself. He saw his own boom. And that's what make him to submit to God and say all the things. Eh? And he touched my mouth and with a lot of behold this he has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away so Adama touched him he take the iniquity away your iniquity can only be forgiven forgiving at altar of God because that's where you say God I don't know that what I did is wrong I remember a case brother say one day he organized a meeting and he preached and people give their life to Jesus but all of a sudden he discovered that something missing in his life the person of God. He began to cry and begin to pray. Cry and begin to pray. And even begin to come to him and say, Brogile, why are you crying? Couldn't you see what God has done? Don't see what God has did today? God has done wonder today. He said, Brogile, he began to cry. The more they beg him, the more he cried. Because he discovered that something has missing in his life. Say, God, until you come back, I will not leave this place. God, until your present come back, I will not leave this place. Until that thing come back before the man left the place. The reason why is because he has been seeing himself. You have, sorry, you have been seeing God at that altar. That's why you realize that. So, you have to be sensitive to be in the presence of God regularly. After the message, he discovered that. That's where, and people are seeing another thing. See how crowd, see how the crowd, you pull the crowd. See how people come out for altar call. And yet, something missing in the life of the person that God used. My brother and sister, has God departed from me and you don't know and you begin to Roll as found that the electric, uh, the, the power failure has already, uh, power has already failed from it and it's still rolling <laughs> by the speed that it has been using before. My brother and sister, you need to come. Learn from a like, uh, Isaiah today. It's, uh, me got to know that. And said so that thing point away is sin. And also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send? That's why he has been not claimed. That's why he has realized himself. So God needs your submission. He cannot force you to go and do what he wish. God will never force you to go and do what he, God, wish. He needs your submission. He needs to say, Father, I want to do it in your way today. 
Do you pray that prayer today? I want to do it in your way today. I don't want to do it in my own way. I don't want to do it the way I used to do it. I just want to do it in your way. Just teach me. God say, who should I send? That's why what God has done for Elisha. He has sent the caribou to take a coat to clean, make him pure. Elisha has already prayed for forgiveness, done that kind of thing. And God said, who should I send? God still needs the submission. Do you see the importance of your submission now? Submission your flesh. Submission your spirit. Submission everything that God just use me in your own way. So he said, who should I send? This is a clean man behind him. This is a man that they have been using before. This is a man that have been preaching the God before. And besides, God is still announcing his office. Who should I use to replace Isaiah? Who should I use to preach the gospel with pure heart? With feeling for people? With love for people? Not with his own perfection. Or with love for Christ for people? Who should I preach that the person that will not see himself, but that will allow me in him? Who is that person that will go to surrender himself like that? Who is that person that will see himself as his own door? That is only me that can do it through him. Who is that person that will surrender himself to me totally? Who is that person that will submit his totality? Who is that person that will submit his intellect? Who is that thing that will submit his wisdom? Who is that thing that will submit his eloquence unto me? That I will send. Who is that person? That will not see his eloquence again. That will not see his, his own intellect again to preach the gospel. Who is that person that will go to submit himself? God is asking. That's why Isaiah is beside him. Who will I send? Is God announcing your position? That's why you are still minister on the pulpit over there. My brother and sister, come back to God. Your submission to God is very, very important if you want to be a vessel to honor in his end. How you can render yourself, surrender everything to him totally. To sing, I surrender all, all to Jesus. Until you pray, sing that song. That you surrender all unto Jesus. God said, who should I say? God is looking for submission of Isaiah. That's why Isaiah has discovered himself. He has prayed. He has been clean. God still said, I still need your submission, my brother. Because you can still go before me now and still use your intellect again. And still use your eloquence again. Are you ready to submit? Are you ready to submit also to God this morning? My brother and sister. Who should I send? And who will go for us? Because who will he go for us? He said, I don't say the person that will go for himself. But I will go for us, for the mission. For the what Jesus suffered for. For what Jesus died for. Who will go for us? Not for himself. For the Lord of us, we are going for ourselves now. And that's the one when God will put it. All we are concerned about is money. Money. Somebody that can give for one million. Somebody that can give two million. Somebody can build the cathedral for us. Why are we leaving the original message? We are called for the reconciliation. We are called to save people. We are called to redeem people. We are called to make people to see Christ, not to see ourselves. Not to see what you have achieved, but what God is doing, what God has achieved for them, that God has died for them to save. What God has achieved on the cross for them. What God has achieved by taking the power over the death and give them life. But we are not opening the hands of people to that again. They will go for us for the original message, not the message of prosperity. They are carrying on again, not the message of identify the flesh. Who will go for us? God is asking Elijah, 
Sorry, I sire rather. I don't know why I'm mentioning Elijah. God is asking Isaiah, who will go for us? Is God asking the same thing on your account this morning? Better repent and come to him. We will go and show the people who will go and open the eyes of people to see Christ. To see what Christ has achieved for them. To see that they can live above sin. Who is going to open the eyes to teach them the right message? Who is going to go and tell them to see the arrested of the flesh? Not glorify the flesh for them. To see that the wretched of the flesh they carry. That made them to say, Whoa, unto the flesh. I want to go with you. God. We will go to for that mission. That's what God is asking Isaiah. Who will go for that mission? What mission are you preaching, sir? What mission are you preaching, man? I'm asking you this morning. Is God announcing your position? Who will go for us now? He's asking on behalf of Isaiah. The greater man of God. That will respect for you. Who will go for us? Who will go for us? And the man submit himself totally. Then I say, Here I am. Are you saying it this morning? Here I am. Send me. And he said, Go and tell these people. Go and tell these people. Go and tell them to do what is right. Go and tell them to do what is right. Remember the message. Keep on hearing, but you do not understand. Say, you are people preaching the truth to you, but you don't understand. As the church understand, even when the pastor, you don't understand. How will church understand? My brother and sister, the message this morning is that have you submit yourself to him? Every moment of your life, keep on submit yourself to him. When people praise you, make sure that you keep submit yourself to him, that you are not the one, he's the one. Submit your intellect, submit your wisdom, submit your capability. You are not capable to preach the gospel. It's by grace that you are redeemed. It's Jesus that paid the price. You are not capable. You are not worth it. It's only Him. It's only Him. It's work in your life. So don't see yourself that miracle be performed through you. Don't see yourself as if you are not perform it. And don't see yourself that you are better than other ministers of God. Don't glorify in that. No, let glory be given unto God. The owner of that glory. The owner of your life. He can request for your soul to be. My brother, he wants to repent. That's why many people have been replaced or no to them. Can you, can you go for him today? Can you go for the gospel, for the message of the cross today? Can you go for that message alone? Not the message of the money, money that we want now. The building match on a car because they want you to give you car. You, speak, you begin to use a square coded mouth. No, my brother and sister, preach the true gospel and they will aware with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. Please maintain your altar. Maintain your quiet time. Maintain his altar. Stay at his altar. Cry unto him. Let him show your wretchedness. So you'll be able to be clean. When he showed Isaiah's wretchedness, he become clean and he was sent again. Let God send you. Go for God. Don't go for yourself. Go for God. Don't go for your denomination. That's another problem we are facing nowadays. Go for God. Don't go for denomination. Preach the true message. Preach the cross. The message of the cross. Preach the, what Jesus has achieved for them. He achieved for them to be free from that flesh, manifestation of flesh. I pray God will help us in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you as you listen to this message. If Jesus' time is coming, we will continue tomorrow in this, the same message. And the Lord bless us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening. Once again, my name is Pastor Daniel Abiola Akakwe Ibuku Jesus. God bless you. It shall be well with you.